Hi there, let's take a look at the themes of armour, kingship and the natural order. Let's start with armour. In Act 5, Macbeth repeatedly calls for his armour and shield. This could symbolise his attempts to take back control. So let's start with calling for his shield. At the end of the play, when Macbeth learns that Macduff can kill him, he refuses to fight at first. But when Macduff tells him about his fate, saying, We'll have thee, as our rarer monsters are, painted upon a pole and under it, here may you see the tyrant. He decides that he will fight. This gives the audience a hint of his old bravery in battle. And he says, Before my body I throw my warlike shield, lay on Macduff, and damned be him that first cries, Hold, enough, in Act 5, Scene 8. He calls for his shield, possibly hoping that his old bravery and honour can reappear and save him from death. Macbeth calls for his armour repeatedly in Act 5, Scene 3. Give me my armour. This could symbolise his attempts to take back control. The armour represents his masculine power. When he was a fighter, he had control. He was honoured and people looked up to him. Since the murder of Duncan, he has hidden away from violence. He has sent other men to do his killing for him. But he is not also not afraid at this point because he believes that nobody can harm him. So let's just quickly recap those key quotes from Macbeth. He says, Before my body, I throw my warlike shield, lay on Macduff, and damn be him that first cries, hold, enough. And that's from Act 5, Scene 8. He also says, give me my armour, in Act 5, Scene 3. Now let's take a look at the natural order. The natural order is the set of rules that govern nature, given by God. For example, the sun rises at dawn and sets at dusk, and the moon comes out at night. Animals behave in a certain way. They eat their prey and are preyed on by other, bigger animals. Pathetic fallacy. From the very start of the play, the natural order is being chaos. The first direction is the battlefield, thunder and lightning. This is pathetic fallacy when the weather reflects the mood. The environment starts to predict the unnatural changes that are about to happen as the witches enter the stage. Storms have connotations of chaos. Um, connotations of just means are associated with it. The witches chant, fair is foul and foul is fair, in Act 1, Scene 1. Perhaps they are casting a spell which will be, that will begin the chaos in nature by reversing everything. Good things will seem bad and bad good. This also acts as a warning that people are not often not what they appear. In the play, Lady Macbeth plays the role of the supportive wife, but is actually manipulative and controlling. Macbeth plays the role of the loyal subject and friend of the king, but actually plots to murder him. This could also be a warning to the audience that supernatural beings are not to be trusted. Perhaps Shakespeare is warning people that witches could be hiding anywhere. Macbeth's first words in the play echo those of the witches in the first scene. He says, So foul and fair a day I have not seen, in Act 1, Scene 3. This oxymoron, many opposite ideas, shows the confusion in nature. Things are both good and bad all at once. He's never seen anything like it before. This shows how unusual it is. This sets the scene for discord, meaning disagreement, immediately after this statement, Macbeth meets the witches. Lady Macbeth seems to go against the natural order, as she doesn't behave as a wife should. She dominates her husband, meaning she has power over him, when he first returns home in Act 1, Scene 5. He hardly speaks, and she seems to lead the plan to murder King Duncan. When he does speak, he says, we will, we, we will speak further, dash. He is interrupted, shown by the dash. So I spoke the dash aloud, but he says, we will speak further. And then written down is dash. In Jacobean times, a lady was, a wife was expected to serve her husband. It was very unusual for a man to share his business with his wife the way that Macbeth does. It was also very unusual for a husband to let his wife talk to him in the way that Lady Macbeth does. Their marriage seems to go against the usual order of things. 
So let's quickly recap that. How did Amy Macbeth and Macbeth go against the natural order? Does Macbeth dominate the conversation in Act 1, Scene 5, or does Lady Macbeth? The correct answer is, Lady Macbeth dominates the conversation. Does Macbeth hide that he plans to murder Banquo from his wife, or does he share all his business with his wife at first? He, the correct answer is that he shares all his business with his wife at first. Let's quickly recap those key quotes from Macbeth again. Before my body, I throw my warlike shield, lay on Macduff, and damned be him that first cries, hold, enough. And that's from Act 5, Scene 8. He also says, give me my armour in Act 5, Scene 3. The natural order is a set of rules that govern nature. Given by who? The answer is, given by God. For example, the sun rises at dawn, sets at dusk, and the moon comes out at night. Animals behave in a certain way, they eat their prey and are preyed on by other bigger animals. Now let's have a look at kingship. The divine right of king says that the person on the throne has been chosen by God. For this reason, the king is part of the natural order of things. Personification of the earth. In Act 2, Scene 3, Lennox tells Macbeth that the previous night, the night of King Duncan's murder, was unruly. That's a quote, unruly. People are predicting that bad things will happen. This is another quote. Some say the earth was feverish and feverous and did shake. This personification shows that the earth itself is sick with the events happening in the world of men. The murder hasn't even been talked about at this point. This could be a message to the audience that people who take part in supernatural events cause huge problems for everyone in the world, the which is in the better cause nature itself to turn on its head. What's the effect of Duncan's death? The unnatural changes also happen in the world of men when someone murders the king. James I believed in the divine right of kings. This says that God decides who the king is and that only God has the power to end a king's rule through natural death. If someone murders the king, they challenge the natural order. This has bad repercussions, meaning effects, like the strange weather. So just to recap the divine right of kings, the divine right of kings says that the person on the throne has been chosen by God and for this reason the king is part of the natural order of things. Which literary technique is being used in the following quote? Some say the earth was feverous and did shake. Is it alliteration, personification, simile or repetition? The correct answer is personification. The divine what of kings says that the person on the throne has been chosen by God. The answer is the divine right of kings. Who calls for his armour repeatedly in Act 5, Scene 3, saying, give me my armour? The answer is, of course, Macbeth. This could symbolise his attempt to take back control. The armour represents his masculine power. Here are, three, here are three quotes relating to kinship and the natural order of things. Some say the earth was feverous and did shake. This is personification of the earth. shows that the earth itself is sick with the events happening in the world of men. And the murder hasn't even been talked about at this point. Make War with Mankind describes how wild Duncan's horses became on the night of his murder. And unruly is what Lennox says about the night of King Duncan's murder. If this episode has got you in the mood for more podcast revision action, then you should search for our other revised podcast channels that cover a lot more than you'll find here. 
Search for Revise on whatever platform you got this podcast from and you'll find them. And while you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow to all of our Revise podcasts that cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.